Welcome to Music Monday Hangouts with Jackknife Stiletto. Every week we chat with new artists and have a casual hangout with them. We live stream new episodes every week on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Check out jackknifestiletto.com for more schedule info. During our live streams, you can join in on the conversation while we have a live Q&A with us and our guests. Our Music Monday Hangouts feature those episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you stream your podcasts. Grab a coffee and enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Band Pins. Custom pins made to order for bands, businesses, schools, charities, and more. Check out bandpins.net for more info. everyone hopefully this works seem- seamlessly on the internet um happy music monday we got jack we're we're jack knife's letter we're here with frank zumo how are you doing i'm good was that your band in the intro yes it's fucking rad <laughs> thank you awesome very cool yes that's off our uh, our last ep chronicles of jane volume two nice one yeah uh so you are the owner runner extraordinaire of street drum corpse and also a uh the drummer of some 41 um so do you want to kind of let everyone know what you got going on right now and uh what's been your world what your world has been like yeah i mean it's obviously been interesting like all of us as musicians just um learning how to pivot and try new things to to stay creative and to um keep pushing forward that's just really been my whole mindset this entire time and it was a perfect time to put out a solo record and really focus on that because i'm not touring with some 41 um so it was just a really good time to fully dive into that and also just come up with like ways to you know play live um you know in the current state of things so like I did two streaming events where I just wanted to give the viewers like as close to like a big arena rock show as possible instead of just doing something, you know, at home, um, you know, which is kind of what everyone's doing. So I wanted to kind of, you know, bring as much of the concert experience to people's devices as they could. So that's been really fun just creatively building a show for the virtual world and coming up with, you know, fan experiences where doing meet and greets and Q and A's and like all these different things um, virtually now, which nothing is ever going to be doing that in person, but at least there's, you know, outlets and ways to do that now because people are obviously starving for entertainment and all that. So it's just been a creative way. And then, you know, I'm here because of, of Mel who plays in, you know, street drum court for the last couple of years. Um, you know, we got a, our whole year wiped out and then last minute we got hired back to do our six flags, um, New Jersey show, but like a very, very stripped down version of what we normally do, which we were just grateful to, to have anything, but total polar opposite and adjustment. Like, you know, when they would attract the crowd, which drums do, they'd have to kind of stop playing and, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, on peak hours, just do marching drum lines instead of like this big production we had. And um, I just found out today, we got Six Flags in in here in Southern California last minute, because they're gonna basically have a drive-through experience. So you drive your car through the theme park. Um, and I was able to pull um, drummers who literally all just lost their jobs from Disneyland um, to do that, which is amazing to lift their spirits now and have them work. So grateful that we had something come through. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, um, definitely strange times, <laughs> but yeah. pulling through doing what you can. It's, it's the best you could do right now. Absolutely. Uh, so you just did a, a huge virtual show that you were just uh, kind of explaining, but it was full on production video lights, lasers, the works. Uh, where did you do it? And kind of how did you uh, get that all 
together. It looks amazing. And also, is it available for people to see on replay? Um, yeah. So, you know, I had done right kind of when this hit, I was booked to play a, a mental health uh, festival that was supposed to be in downtown Los Angeles at a proper theater. And COVID hit. They said we have to take the show virtually because mental health is at an all time risk right now with, you know, everything that's going on right now. So we're going to push forward. And I was just like, I don't want to do my solo set from home. I just I hadn't also had my rig and everything fully dialed the way I have it now. Um, and I just it's not the way I wanted to represent myself. And I was just like, you know, it's going to be cool to see like Chris Martin from Coldplay on the couch because you don't get to see him do that. He's a stadium artist. Like, that's cool for me. Like, how do I make something different than everybody else on the bill? So I called a buddy of mine who does all the big EDM, uh, you know, productions. And I just said, hey, man, like, I want to I want to make this like as close to a real show production wise. Like, you know, what are your thoughts? And he goes, listen, come into my buddy's warehouse. Um, they have all the video walls, the lighting, sound. It's just sitting there in cases because there's nobody on tour. So we literally built something in a very, you know, DIY version. And then fast forward a couple months later, now all the production companies have literally said we have these giant warehouses, world streaming, even all the big rehearsal soundstage facilities. We're going to build these as streaming places where bands can come and we can do this stuff. So they've they've pivoted. And my friends at Gallagher Staging, um, which is the big staging vendor, you know, for, for the concert industry, who I've worked with for years, all my drum risers are from them and all that. They had this facility that they partnered with all the giants in the industry, the best lighting company, video company. And they put together this place called Social Sanctuary. It's out by LAX Airport in Los Angeles. And I got approached. Um, by the same meet and greet company that's some 41 we're out on tour doing our meet and greets with fans and, and fan experiences they've gone virtual now and we talked about like okay you put out a solo record let's put together like a rad virtual concert for your fans with all these different experiences um so i was like i want to go to my friend's facility that literally it's like arena quality production and i was like guys i want to you know have my drums up in the air and i want to have all this production and visuals and, and we were able to do it and you know we spent a lot of time really perfecting that and it was all working virtually with my team because my team is spread out all over america and we couldn't fly people out and travel and all that so um thanks to technology i was able to fire all this stuff and you know my computer you know ableton programs and just use the house crew that was there and like I didn't realize how much I missed it. Like to be in a room and hit my drums that hard and hear them in a big ass PA. And there was also um, enough crew people because it was such a big production in the room to feel like a small little venue. So it felt like a live show to me. And like the emotion, like, you know, if you if you could tell in the, in the performance or not, like I was smiling, but like screaming at the same time because just this emotion that for nine months has been tucked away um, you know, it just made me realize how much I really do miss it and need it. And I was just fortunate to have that, you know, data to, to do that. Um, and then it was a one, you know, a one time stream for the fans. It's not something that's going to replay. I put a little recap video, like a two and a half minute recap video on my YouTube and my social media. Um, but, you know, you know, obviously if, if we can't go back to live shows anytime soon, I'm going to continue to push and, you know, try to, top that one and come up with more creative ways to, to do stuff. So now when, when everything first got locked down, um, what was your kind of your mental state at that point? Was it freaking out? Oh my God, what am I going to do? Or was it just, okay, what can I do? You know, kind of excited about trying new things or was it a mixture of both? Um, it was, I was in the airport. I was, rapping a street drum corps convention um in vegas and that night i was going to take an overnight flight to mexico city to do our whole mexico like week or two week long some 41 tour and my manager called and he said uh take your street drum corps flight and go home don't go on your other flight to mexico he's like the festivals have been canceled like you know but your band being canadian american living all over we can't jeopardize you guys being there and then borders get stuck and you guys are stuck in Mexico. And 
So I was sent home and I'm a big planner. Like I'm super organized, planned. I like to have a heads up of schedules. So to literally be told like, go home. And then I've had to jump into full on dad mode, which, you know, going from touring nonstop for a year to all of a sudden, okay, now I'm home. My wife works from home anyway. She still has to work, you know, eight, nine hours a day. And I have two toddlers. It's like you're in full daddy daycare because now my kids can't go to daycare. I need to um, make it still exciting for them so they don't get stir crazy. And, and you know, with my my oldest toddler, like keep his, you know, schoolwork up and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a big, like complete transformation that was definitely hard. And then I, you know, I was hopeful. I was like, all our shows are, got rescheduled for the fall. And then when everything got fully canceled until next year, it was like, okay, I need to find a home to put my record out. I need to get this record out, fully dive into this. And then, you know, I wound up getting a record deal in like early summer. And then we had planned to put out the record in, in September. And I just got so inspired. I started, and everyone's home now, every producer, songwriter, artist. I literally wrote about 20 songs for my, cause I only put out an EP. I wrote like 20 songs for a full length record because I was so inspired and everyone was home. I was, you know, working, um, you know, with a bunch of people and then just like getting a home studio dialed and then practicing again, you know, I warm up before every show and we play so many shows, but like to actually have a rig and to be able to practice again and write and record from home and send people files and whatnot. Like it's been cool to do that. And I also feel like I finally live in my home now after, you know, we've had this house for three years and I literally, was gone more than not. So like it's dialed <laughs> finally to me, I feel like it's like lived in and like just missing, you know, pretty much a year's worth of my children's life to now be here and to have, um, be here to witness all these incredible milestones that I would have missed. You know, it's, that's the silver lining in all of it. And I'm just trying to stay as like healthy. I'm training every day, you know, drumming every day because I have to stay in, in tour, you know, tour shape at all times being a drummer we're we're athletes i mean all of us as musicians are we're athletes playing the kind of music we play and the energy we put on stage so um you know all that's good but yeah of course there's hard days and it's very it's torture it's torture not being able to go out and do what we all love to do you know it's it's going on and i don't like that there's not like you know a date that we can go back and it's just this fucking unknown you know thing um but it's like you know, we really can't control that. So let's control what's in our life, you know, and let's try to come out of this as better humans. Let's work on our own self, our relationships with our families, our spouses, our loved ones, our band members. Like, let's come out of this as better humans. Let's come out of this as better artists. Like, you know, like you guys as a band should come out with the best songs of your life, you know, from this because you, you, you're not running around in the rat race of life that you normally have. You know, you're home to actually like work on your craft and take your songwriting to the next level, take your musicianship. It's like, there's no like, yo, we got to get this, this record out because you have a tour. It's like, there is, you know, you could really take your time and perfect it. So that's how I'm coping and dealing with it. Sorry for the long, you know, story on that. No, it's like as long as you need. Um, <laughs> it, it's interesting that you say the word control actually, because, Right now, everyone feels like their life is out of control, just spiraling, spiraling crazy. And what you just mentioned about taking something, even if it's something tiny, something that you can actually control to kind of set your life back on that right course, or at least feel like you're going in the right direction, that you have control over these little things and little milestones you can reach really, you know, mentally can really help out. It's the best way to be. I mean, to, to sit and, be negative and bummed out about a situation that you really can't control is not healthy. It's not going to do you any good. And yes, it's, it's easier said than done. Of course, you know, we all have our good days, bad days, but I think, you know, instead of spending this time worrying about what we can't worry about, it's like, let's focus that energy on something um, positive and let's surround ourselves in a good circle with like-minded people that we can, you know, feed off each other and keep the positivity, um, you know, going. And it's just like, you know, that's 
that's how I'm coping. And I've, you know, been constantly trying to go on and talk to like, you know, a lot of upcoming young musicians for the school of rocks and, you know, their, their kind of school chats and stuff and just get on there and try to just like rally and inspire, you know, some kids. Cause they, I feel like they need to hear that in these times, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's, it's different from my little kid guys because they don't understand they're so young. It's like, as long as they have, you know, they're loved by us and they have their, toys and their food like they're stoked and it's 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 a pretty humbling thing to go back to before we realized like the world and understood that we had to work and we needed that to pay for this or you know understanding what's going on in the world and this and that like just to see how happy they are and just full of life because it's just like they have the just basics which is like the most important things and like to see that it's 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 super inspiring and like, you know, I was like, what a great, I, I wrote a song about it with, you know, a couple songwriters because I was like, how do we portray that? This is what the world needs more of, like just to see how the innocence of, of kids is such a magical thing because they're just so happy with just like, you know, the simplest things, you know, they don't understand all the other stuff. And it's like, at, at the same point, we kind of don't really have to right now. Why go down that rabbit hole? It's just such a negative, uh, dark thing. Like it is these days, it's, you know, focus on on positivity and like just better health in, in a way yeah mm -hmm. i do want to say uh also hello to everyone that's uh in the chat rooms and on facebook twitch youtube um if you guys do have any questions uh feel free to ask them and there was a question that i wanted to um ask um that kind of pertained to what uh we're all talking about here um which is what changes would you like to see when this is kind of over and you're back to touring again do you you know be like ever since college or during college i haven't been home since then mm -hmm. touring and working like you know this is the first time i've ever been home for a sufficient amount of time <laughs> since then um and i do know like you know the mundane things of touring it gets rough with the traveling and you know so like is there something that like when you're back to like the full touring schedule of like what something you think like is going to change or like something that you see things changing? <laughs> I mean, I think I just want it to go back to the way it is, the way a shows are supposed to be perceived. It's your safe haven. You go in there and it's like no judgment. It's your, you know, your getaway, your escape. I mean, that's why I do it. And like, you know, that's, you know, my ammo that my pep talk when I talk to myself before going stage every now, I'm just like, no one cares if you had a bad day, if you're tired because you had shitty sleep because you had a rough bus ride. Like everyone is here to have a good time and escape reality and come into this place. And you need to give it your all and play every show like it's your last show because people deserve it. They're, they work hard to, to buy tickets and, you know, they're coming to have a good time. So it's like, you know, you know, I, I don't want people to have to go back to shows and be scared now of getting sick and this and that. I want it to, to be what, you know, what it is. Um, I, I mean, the only thing I, I like about this, which I wish could be like something we could in, like enforce I think for at least a week or two weeks every year, we should just stop like this. And everybody should just have like a siesta. Quality, qual exactly. Family time. Like the holidays are not quality time because you're running around to see friends, family, stressed out, this, that. Like that's not quality time. And what is it? It's two days, if that. Like I think it'd be amazing to have, um, you know, a longer, just this is good for families to have like we don't have to run around and whatever obviously not for eight or nine months with the unknown you know future here but uh you know i think mm -hmm. like a nice week or two a year it's a good thing and I, I think a lot of people are realizing that and maybe they will you know allow for more family time and schedules and and whatnot but at the end of the day it's like we all do need to to go grind and get back to it once once we can to make up you know for all this lost time and income and, and so forth and so on yeah, for sure. Um, another question. Um, do you like the smaller venues um, or like clubs, casinos, I guess, or fairs, or do you like more of the larger venues? This is from uh, Steve in the chat. 
Uh, personally, Obviously, we all want to just play anything, right? We'll play everywhere right now. But absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I love big, big just arena rock shows and big festivals when you can bring all the production. Like I grew up, you know, going to Nassau Coliseum, you know, seeing all the big, big over the top, you know, rock shows. And in those days, it was like, you know, going to see Motley and Ozzy and Dio and like those shows had stage sets and production for days. Like, I love that stuff. I love just the way, you know, to feel arena rock sound and all that is is so powerful. Um, but, you know, there's something special and intimate about, you know, little club shows we we did in last spring like when our record you know when we were just about to come out we did like a small little intimate club tour and we were playing like smallest places you know we had ever been to in, in forever and we did some like little pop-up shows like we played a bowling alley bar i think in brooklyn or something mm -hmm. no barricade like maybe 200 kids if that and they were like falling onto the stage because of the mosh pit and no barricade and it was just like something so special i mean the band we couldn't even rock out there was no room everybody was on top of each other <laughs> you know like um but you know there's something really special about shows like that too but generally i i prefer just the big production over the top um big shows and festivals like there's nothing to greater than just like festivals and just that energy of, of seeing all the different you know bands on the bill and and all that kind of stuff it's super fun mm -hmm. um i did see you you uh filled in on a few shows with the motley crew correct yeah Talk i was about supposed to, i was supposed to be on that stadium tour this summer which is now rescheduled right. till next summer so that was going to be my first arena tour um but That's i did see amazing. you got to fill in which is pretty pretty yeah. cool so how how was that <laughs> it was everything you could think and then some mm -hmm. you know um getting up to you know playing the band that inspired me to, to do music and that i you know grew up idolizing um to you know later in life become you know friends um you know with tommy and, and the guys and um then to all of a sudden get this frantic call to, to fly out to the east coast and you know jump in um what was great about it was he was still on the tour you know he couldn't play drums but he could play piano he could MC. so the crowd was stoked that he was still there um and then i just got to live with him on his bus for you know like two weeks and you know what a insane circus to be you know involved in and to be part of and to play those songs um you know, every night just was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it was happening or, or anything. It was just, but, and it was like the most insane gig that you could ever get because there was no rehearsal, no sound check, nothing. It was like, just walk up and you're playing a full on amphitheater um, and playing the Dr. Feelgood record from start to finish. Some of those songs I hadn't heard in years and then all the hits and then, you know, dodging production that was like blowing up behind me above me i mean it was like i didn't know when the shit was going to happen because the settlers didn't say when that was happening <laughs> and on that tour all the pyro was off time on purpose to like startle you, the audience and stuff so it made it even more you know uh scary and i mean the loudest band loudest stage i've ever played in my life those guys are like old school where every amps on there's a PA on the stage just for monitors, in-ears, and like, holy shit. It was so, I'd wake up in the morning, my ears would be still ringing. You know, it was, it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any moments where you just like dropped the beat or your sticks flew in the air because Pyro went off and you got scared? <laughs> no, no, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully good. not. Um, yeah, I definitely was, you know, I definitely, I blew, I blew a bottom snare head on one song. I was bending so many head sticks. I bent cymbals. Like I was just hitting so hard because I was hella excited. It was just so insane. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was about it. Did they put you on any roller coasters or anything and not tell you? There wasn't any on that tour. Okay. <laughs> um, I did. I did uh, visit him on the. 360 coaster and my wife and I got to ride it at soundcheck, which was really fun. And also I was just like, how do you play this thing? Because you're going up, you know, sideways. So your whole body is to one side and then the other side. So you can't reach the other side of the kit. So you have to completely alter the way you play. Um, for the last tour he did, he was riding it normal 
not like going around sideways so it was easier to play but still and i actually got a call um on that tour he had um his uh like tendonitis started like really flaring up and on that tour because they were touring so much um i got a call from their production manager and he said you know where are you right now and i'm like i'm in singapore i was with true drum corps we were doing military tour he's like there's no way you could be here in in time um we wanted to see if you're feeling i'm like holy crap this is like the final tour there's that crazy coaster and they wound up just having alice cooper's drummer who was on the tour um you know do double duties um but you know again an honor to get called to you know fill in for you know one of my dearest friends and like my biggest you know inspirational favorite drummer of, of all time you know it's pretty crazy yeah absolutely and he um he played with street drum corps as well at some point right Was he's he, played uh, throughout our yeah he's played with us throughout our career when we've done like we had a residency in la vegas that was really fun because our residencies linked up in Vegas at the same time at the Hard Rock. Um, Motley was there and we were there both in the two different rooms in the venue. Mm -hmm. So we'd go see his show. Then we were the later show. He'd play with us. And it was just so fun to, to you know, have that. And then we wake up in the morning, he'd be DJing at the pool party and we'd be hanging out there. It was just a really, really fun time. So yeah, he's, that's how I met him actually. He found out about Street Drum Court and he was a fan, which I was just like, what? Um, and we actually, um, you could look it up on YouTube. It's called Berserk. It was for Guitar Center Drum Off. Um, after I filled in for him, Guitar Center called us and said, yo, we want the two of you guys to put together an insane drum show for us for the Guitar Center Drum Off. And we literally put together like a Vegas style production show for Drum Off where we had a famous drummer from each kind of era of music come play that era is worth the music. And we had the stage set, the visuals, content from that era. Then we had dancers in costumes and dancing to those eras and so much fun. Like we had USC drumline battle stomp to open the show. And then Tommy and I came down from the wall, harnessed and playing a bunch of junk on the wall. And like we had a an MC and all these characters. I mean, it was a full, a couple semi trucks showed up, you know, it was the funnest thing to ever, you know, create and to perform with, with, you know, my buddy, um, you know, what a, what a time that was something really to actually collaborate, you know, on a show with him. And then, you know, we've collaborated in the studio on, you know, we made our actual blood drums, um, last record, um, in his studio. We tracked that whole thing in his studio. Um, so yeah, he's been, you know, involved throughout our career. Nice. We have uh, definitely not as cool as that, but we have a story about us in a, in a guitar center where we were at at NAMM. Uh, what was this, last year or two years ago, we went, to, uh, we went to the guitar center just to take a look around, and they had three drum sets set up. So the three of us sat down and just started battling and jamming. All of a sudden, the crowd just appeared, and they thought we were doing an actual show. Uh, we're, like, <laughs> we're like, is this a clinic? And we're like, no. <laughs> we're like, but we're playing a show tonight, so go to this place and go see us. That's awesome. <laughs> are they are, are guitar centers even open right now during this? Uh, I've been to Sam Ash. Yeah, that's okay. open. So it's I, the same thing, just wear masks and distance. I had a I had to stop at the door, and they asked me what I wanted, and they kind of like didn't want you to touch anything, type of thing. That's I can't go. You couldn't go and doodle in. It's like, no. dude, it's not Amazon. It's I go here to touch and play instruments. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Sweetwater. Like, can I come there and just hang out there? and play stuff for a bit? <laughs> Sweetwater is amazing. Um, yeah, I just went last year. It was the coolest, coolest place ever. I played there. They have a performing arts center venue there, and on my my drum workshop tour. Uh, I played there and we spent the whole day there. Like we got a full tour. I filmed a bunch of content for them because we, the signature snare drum I put out with SJC, it was a, a Sweetwater exclusive. So we did a bunch of interviews and photo shoots and all that for it. And then I did the show, hit it off with them really well. And last Christmas time we were doing uh, uh, radio Christmas shows and they own a venue there as well. It's the most beautiful theater, like the best dressing rooms and, you know, all of that. And um, we played there. And earlier that day, I went and filmed a bunch of content for them for like a couple SJC kits that they were releasing for the holidays. And they have a recording studio there. I actually tracked two songs um, for my like 
when I was writing a bunch of songs at the time, I tracked two songs there, I mean, like state of the art. I mean, pro, I mean, they have a great thing going on. And what they've done for the economy there too is, is incredible. You know, it's, it's, they've bought up venues and this and that. They have an outdoor amphitheater. I mean, it's doing really good things over there. It's like musicians playground. I was there around Christmas last year too. And they, and our, uh, our reps gave us a tour and I was like, Oh my God, I wanted to hang out here. And like the employees there, like they're so happy because they're, they have such an amazing facility. Like they have massages and like they have on-site doctors and like all this Food, like coffee pro yeah. like little venues in the dining area and literally a playground they have a giant slide yeah. that goes down from one level to the next yeah they have a slide to go yeah. down the stairs yeah. yeah so that it was like yeah that was really cool <laughs> so right. i'd be going down that slide every day showing up to work I'm like okay i'm ready Woo. yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> the shot of espresso go down the slide you're ready to go for the day yep. <laughs> yeah we um my rep saw us at a show in indiana somewhere and then saw me somewhere and was like you're in jackknife sledo i'm gonna be your rep and he just like you know like you just get assigned a sweetwater rep and then he's like i'm stealing you i'm like okay just steal sweetwater reps i'm like hey but i'm like it was so funny like their what a customer weird. yeah their customer service is the absolute uh best and it really um, is and like just you know how they go above and beyond you know you'll order like a cable and they still send you a little bag of candies which my kids know now so every time i open a box they think there's gonna be candy in there when it's sweet water i gotta kind of hide it because it's like <laughs> we don't do junk food uh really but uh yeah it's the detail they don't mess around they've they've nailed it man now i want to order stuff from sweet water to get some candy, Just to get the candy yeah. right? oh. so Speaking of uh, no junk food, what do you do normally to stay healthy on the road? And how um, does that differ from when you're home? It's the same. It, it okay. honestly is the absolute same. I, you know, we, the technology again for the win, it's like when I'm touring in America, I literally do like Whole Foods orders to the bus or my hotel. So I can have stocked on the bus everything that I need to make like, I do just a lot of supplements, smoothies, um, you know, vitamins and all that. So basically my road case for the dressing room is stocked with all that stuff. I have it stocked on the bus and even like more of like a, like a hand blender shaker for like hotel rooms, because I don't ever want to be like, there's never an excuse of like, oh, I need to eat crap. It's like worst case scenario, I can just make a shake, have all the nutritions, you know, especially getting off a long flight, you know, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's the same, you know, and I'll, I'll just order from, you know, whatever restaurants or catering, just do like, you know, everything as much vegetables and fruits, you know, and anything grilled. And, you know, um, I'm really, really disciplined with that stuff, um, you know, because I just I need to stay as healthy as possible to, to do what I have to do. So it's like, you know, I've so many, you know, bands and crew people that are like, oh, we I have to eat crappy. I don't have enough money or, you know, and I'm, we're touring in a van and, and I'm just like, you could literally buy a big jug of protein powder and a little, you know, shake thing blender. It's going to save you money and you're going to eat healthy. And like when I was on a workshop tour, we had a, um, a young photographer, videographer out with us. And I had the same talk with him hit me up months later. He's like, dude, this changed my life. Like, I feel so good. I'm saving money. I'm just making shakes. And like, you know, I'll go to the, you know, Walmart and just get, you know, stock up on the things that I need for, you know, to make shakes and, you know, bars and, and whatnot. And it's like, you know, there's no excuse why you, you have to eat bad on the road. That's just an, that's just an excuse. It's not, you know, needed if you want to be healthy and, and have that lifestyle, you know? Mm-hmm. And what we about a, exercise? Yeah, we eat a lot of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, two of us are vegetarian, and two of us can't have gluten and, uh, and dairy and all that. So that's we're left with eggs. It's protein and <laughs> better than fast foods. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's open late at night. You know, you have like Waffle House or whatever's open late. And get some eggs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> better than Taco Bell and that. But uh, yeah. what about exercise too? I mean, I know you've posted, I've seen some videos you posted of like training uh, on the road. You, you posted something, you were like on the beach, you're doing like boxing stuff. And yeah, I mean, active. I'll, you know, the, all the different coaches that I 
consult with, I'll say, you know, my boxing coach or, you know, this coach, whatever, I'll say, yo, this is where I'm going on tour. Let me know if there's any gyms or coaches that you recommend in the cities. And they've linked me with a lot of coaches just so I can get out of my normal routine and get pushed and train with somebody. So that's been, that's been really cool. And then honestly, in my dressing room, I have a mat, a kettlebell, um, two dumbbells and jump rope. And you could do so much stuff. So I will train every day, like light stuff like that. And then I have a practice kit um, in the dressing room. So my whole warm up routine is like an hour and a half to two hours before the show. I ice in like freezing of giant bucket, just like arms, wrists, everything. I ice for a couple minutes, stretch, um, <laughs> you know, get on the get on the kit. And then after the show, same thing, ice. Uh, stretch warm down like i'm and then i go on the bus and i make like a loaded shake um because i can't you know we you know you get by the time you get back to the bus after show you, you know you guys know it's late i'm not gonna eat some big heavy meal and then go to sleep and have it sitting on my stomach so I'll, i'll load up on a great shake and then just literally i'm in my bunk reading it's super boring and but it's like that's you know how i need to you know do this you know i Back in, you know, in the earlier days of touring, especially being a Motley crew, you know, I raged and got that that side out. But it's like, you know, the amount of shows that some 41 plays and how fast we play and that kind of intensity, it's like I can't mess around. Um, and I want to do this as long as I can and be as healthy. So, you know, I'm really disciplined, even even off the road now. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm running the canyons or boxing or, you know, home workouts. Um, you know, some coaches, I'll train with them at their home gyms um, or some of the gyms have opened up now where it's like in the parking lot um, stuff. And then, you know, the thing that really changed my life was pool training, um, learning how to like everything you do on land, you do underwater in the pool, which is what I did in my uh, music video for my solo single. I Because I was so inspired by all of that and it's taught me so much about breath work and breathing and all that. I literally drowned my kit at the bottom of, of Laird Hamilton's pool and play drums under his pool, which was the scariest thing ever. I didn't even know if it was going to work because our drums going to float or they're going to sink. And like, you know, it was, and we didn't have time to practice it. We kind of just showed up and I went there like 30 minutes before call time and me and my tech just like threw my drums in the pool. And like, they actually, they didn't sink except for the kick drum, but the kick drum sank flat. So you can't play it. So we had to take all the heads off. We put mesh heads on them so water can get through and we put weights inside. So then the whole kit sank and then I was floating up. So I literally had to put a weight belt on or harness my one of my feet under a, uh, a dumbbell. And the camera crew was like swimming above me with snorkels. And then they dived down sometimes to get certain shots that they needed to get deeper. And then it was like dope. We were just like, you know, I'd fall into the pool and we'd have drums to like emulate what the the album cover looked like and stuff like that. But what a challenge, like a scary thing, but it's such a, you know, that, that it worked, I was able to do it. And like, it's changed my life with breathing, like learning all this breath work and, you know, it's expanding my lung capacity with doing this stuff and not being able to breathe underwater and hold your breath for, you know, a minute or whatever it may be like, and it's so much healthier for you to your body too, because you can be super explosive and you're not going to hurt yourself because the water helps you with all that. So it's been fun. I'm just constantly on a quest learning like new techniques and new training. Like that's what I geek out on, um, you know, is, is stuff like that. I just hang and consult with a lot of athletes um, because they've taught me so much, you know, with just, um, you know, bettering just, every, you know, all this just comes into play with, with drumming. Yeah. And it absolutely, you know, increases your longevity of being a drummer, being a touring artist. Once you, once you're sick and once you're, you know, not healthy anymore, you can't keep doing this every day. You know, people ask us all the time, Oh, what's your, what's your craziest tour story? Or, you know, Oh, you guys party crazy every night. It's like, no, we, we go have something no. to eat. We go to sleep. <laughs> like we, we go crying. Yeah. We go to the truck stop and go sleep in our van or whatever. But you know, it's like, we have yes. to go play a show the next day. We, we can't go out and party all night. We won't be able to play the next day. The show's the party. And if it's not enough for you, yeah. you probably shouldn't be doing it. If, if, if it needs to be, 
you know, or some people like, oh, the I, you know, the high from the show is so good, like I need to keep it going. It's like, no, you don't do it the next show. Like I'm I'm done after a show. Like I because I leave it all on that stage. Like, yes, you have the adrenaline after, but when I finally crash, it's like I'm I'm done. Like I so many times on the bus and stuff, I don't even dream. I just I'm like in a coma. It's just out it's it's such a good, you know, exhausting feeling. And like and I actually get sleep on the road. Um, versus home with having, you know, two, you know, young kids and, and, and all that, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm on vacation when I go on tour now because, <laughs> so I, you know, I'm not getting interrupted sleep, you know, with the kids coming to bed or, or whatnot. So, um, you know, but sleep is honestly, you could be as healthy and go to the gym every day, but if you don't get proper sleep, all that's out the window, it, the health and everything starts with sleep. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people do have trouble with sleeping and whatnot and like you know there's been really good you know organic and clean you know cbd products now that help with that um which is you know i've gone into that rabbit hole of cbd stuff too for just like inflammations and aches and pains you know topical stuff uh pill form um you know and i'll i'll have some of that stuff before sleep too um just to get you know even better sleep um so that stuff's been working like a lot of drummer friends turned me on to that stuff they were like this changed my life cbd you know oils and creams and whatnot for you know different inflammations and issues i was having so i tried it and like there's so much out and it's there's so much bs you know kinds too it's like i had to really find a good clean organic company that was making you know a real product not just like you know you can buy them on amazon now it's like what it's just like where is this coming from what is this you know? <laughs> right <laughs> and it has to be like full spectrum and and all that um Definitely, those uh, the topical creams help so much. Roxy and I are always putting it like on our necks before we play. It just it kind of like numbs it a little bit and just helps you be able to move better when you're on stage. Absolutely. If you're you know cramping up or you slept weird the night before or anything or totally it helps a lot. So, um, have there been a lot of new technology types of things that you but you know like interfaces or you know things like that that you didn't really dabble with before that now you're getting into with all these live streams Absolutely. And stuff. yeah i mean because of uh live streaming because of playing live for playback and whatnot like i wanted to build a rig that i can have for the studio and for um for live playback so it could kind of work for both applications um and then you know at home i never had a proper um like rig i'd have just an acoustic kit with like mesh heads and like, you know, some dead cymbals. But then once I put on headphones and practice, like I couldn't hear the drums, so it really wasn't inspiring. Um, so I literally put together a hybrid um, acoustic electronic kit where I, I took my acoustic drums. I had like a very small SJC, like jazz size kit, put mesh heads, triggers on them, rolling B drum cymbals, and I'm firing all my samples. And I have everything going through a mixer. And then I'm, um, so when I'm playing along, like I'm hearing my drums, everything. And then I can take a MIDI out to record, you know, all the drums as MIDI or audio out. Um, even on tour, you know, on, on the last some 41 cycle, I bought like a little mobile backstage rig that's in my case backstage where I can have a MIDI little keyboard, a little like Native Instruments, you know, sample kind of pad, a drum on, um, Ableton, and you know i was making you know tom and i actually made all the music for a friend's podcast when we were on the road like we just had a little backstage rig and um you know so that's been cool to like get all this stuff dialed and like doing this fan you know experience thing like we literally you know we played the live stream concert and then i gave them a tour of like my home studio and then we did like a, a live q a and you know it was cool to like have everything set up to do streaming properly and even for writing sessions, I've been writing with people, you know, all over the country. And, um, you know, there's app now called Audio Movers, where with that app, I can hear their direct like Pro Tools sound, not just like their, you know, computer mic picking up their studio monitors, like so I could really hear what's going on with the mix and sonically. So it's been cool learning all that stuff and, and you know, pivoting, um, you know, in these times and just having like a but it's like crazy. I literally had to, I did all this and then like I couldn't even stream because my internet wasn't good enough because I live up in a canyon. So I had to like switch companies and do all this stuff to get it dialed because it's like, 
it's a new norm now. And I was watching back interviews on Zoom and I'm like, these are too glitchy. Like this isn't acceptable. So I literally had to like change providers and get crazy internet. And it's funny just because of where I live, it's just being up in the canyon. It's it's a little bit more difficult um, here. Mm -hmm. but, you know? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of the, uh, you know, like late shows and all these big interviews and stuff like that. They're like, now we can see what actors and all these big musicians, like who doesn't have good internet, you know? Oh, yeah. And you'll hear Howard Stern <laughs> will be ripping on, like, I think it was like Chris Rock. He's like, your internet is the worst. How do you not have somebody to call? You're Chris Rock. And he's like, just do where I live. I don't, I can't get it like where I am or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> hopefully over sooner than later because this has gone on too damn long um you know and what a what a crippling thing to our industry venues musicians crew um you know everything i mean at least venues are being you know used now for streaming and stuff like it was great to you know with our blood drums show we um got approached to do a streaming thing which we've never done before um i was all for it but i'm like it's gotta be epic you know we gotta make this represent what the blood drum show is and we've never done something like in, in an intimate club small theater um but it's got to be filmed the right way to to really show the energy of it so you know we put a lot of work into that and it was cool to just put those people to work the venue for the day the crew and and you know and to put something out like that for the blood drums fans because they didn't have the traditional blood drum show across you know america and we even canada one year um so you know, it's just trying. People still are not understanding fully what live streaming, what all this even is, because, you know, I've literally had to make the simplest, you know, especially with language barriers and things around the world, too. I've had to really make it very simple for people to understand. Like some people were like, oh, I live in the Czech Republic. I can't come to your live stream. I was like, you can. It's a live stream. That's, it's worldwide. And, you know, I'd explain because not everyone or they think it's free. It's oh, it's on Instagram live. It's free because everyone's doing free stuff. It's like, no, it's an actual, you know, you have to charge because it costs money to go into these you know, production places and have the crew and to, to rent that video wall and lighting rig. It's not just like free. Those guys have to pay their bills and sustain too. So it's just helping everybody out. But I also wanted to tie in a charity element. So um, I tied mental health into it. I worked with my buddy's organization and we donated, you know, half of each ticket sale to his um, organization to help mental health and all that. So it was cool to bring that element, you know, into this as, uh, as well. That's great. Yeah. When we, um, when we did that blood drums live stream and three of us walked into Arlene's grocery, you don't realize how much you take for granted until you miss it. I mean, just opening, just opening that, opening that, opening that door. Oh my God, I forgot what venues look like. And we're looking at this, oh my God, a stage. Oh my God, oh my God, a sound booth. <laughs> you yeah. know, all these things that you just haven't seen in months that were so typical, you know, you saw it every day. And now it was so exciting again. Yeah, it's it really is, and I'm I'm so glad we we got to do that, and that that you guys got to do that to at least play the real show, and and that was another thing. I was like, venues aren't going to let us shoot grinders. We we you know, in venues that small, and they were like, no, you're clear to do it. I was like, amazing. I mean, we've back in the day when we first started, we used to not tell people, and we would just do it. And I can't tell you how many times a fire marshal would just unplug it from the wall. Um, we would get, you know, I mean, when we opened our Vegas residency, we did it. And there's like, there was an iconic photo in the hard rock of Adrian from No Doubt in like a banana hammock tuxedo thing he was wearing with clown makeup. He's on one side of our washing machine and Adam's blasting him with sparks. But our production manager got screamed at and we're like, dude, this is Vegas. You have pyrotechnics in the mall. Like what? Um, but because it was a smaller venue. Um, so, you know, and obviously, you know, we've had to adjust all that with insurance and whatever. Back in the day, that's seeing that with you guys. It made me think back to the old days when we used to just kind of just say, F it, let's just go for it. And, you know, whatever. Obviously, we were always safe and not trying to light things on fire, but it was part of our show that was that was like our wow you know moment in the show always mm -hmm. yeah apologize later <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Don't um, ask permission, I know, just apologize after. <laughs> yeah. I know you got to get going soon, so I just want to say um, hello to everyone again in the chat rooms, and if there's any last-minute questions, to uh, get them in now. Um, oh, but we got some SDC family on here. I see Rob Jackson, uh, Matt Miranda. So what's up, SDC family? Thanks for everybody tuning in. Um, and hopefully we're slamming Oh, Matt Miranda will actually be on here December 4th. Awesome. He's going to be leading the show at uh, at it's Six Flags here for us for the holidays. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, moving, uh, we like to ask everyone on here, like at the end, like kind of if you have a positive note to leave on for maybe younger, up-and-coming artists, musicians, or even like the audience that's waiting to see bands or whatever, what kind of like you think, you know, you should do in the meantime or kind of just like a, a little positive note to to kind of leave out on to put you on the spot <laughs> oh wait sorry chris yelled at us hey chris i didn't see you on there we can give chris a I'll shout just, out i'll put hey what about us. me <laughs> um, <laughs> uh and uh, uh i would say you know like i i i kind of touched on a little bit a little earlier bit, yeah. um you know use this time to take your craft, whatever it may be, to the next level, to work on relationships with family, friends, loved ones. Like, you know, let's come out of this as just as better, better people, um, better artists, better, you know, whatever we, we may be as, as our craft. Um, and, you know, for the fans, like hang in there, um, support, you know, any bands that are doing streams, if you can, or, the, you know, merch, even buying their music on digital platforms, um, even, you know, going to, you know, helping venues and, and things like that, if you can, like, you know, and even, you know, standing up for venues and going to government and saying, like, you know, these venues need help. This is contributes so much to the industry. You know, it's like, you know, use your voice, try to help and support where you can. And, um, you know, like drive in shows are cool. They've come out with a cool way to do that, you know, now and for EDM events and, and, you know, band shows and, and whatnot, it's like support whatever shows come through, you know, stream stuff's getting great. You're seeing, you know, mega artists going into mega venues and doing really cool stuff. So, um, and they're all like the price the same. It's like 10 bucks to watch something rad. Obviously it's never going to be going to a show, but at least you're seeing a production and something exciting. Um, and you know, they're offering all these cool packages and experiences for you to like, hang out with some of your favorite artists virtually now it's pretty pretty cool how that's happening you're seeing artists like Corey taylor doing that he's getting on virtual you know meet and greets and stuff too and hanging you know and people you know are going to spend i think more time now and it's going to be really more genuine now than like you know when it was when we we're doing shows everything was so quick and shuffled in so fast it's like we do have time now you could really you know ask your artists more you know questions and, and whatnot and then like you know just put up great content, any content you put up, everyone wants to get content out so quick. Just have this conversation with yourself before you hit like upload and say, I'm putting this up right now. If my dream artist, record label, management, whatever it was, was going to see this, does it represent us to the fullest? And just make sure anything you put out there is always represents you because we live in a world now where people are getting gigs, record deals, this and that by their videos. It's really important and build your online community, really, you know, interact with your fans, comment with your fans, you know, chat with your fans, like what you guys are doing right now and pivoting and I'm doing this. This is great. You're not just sitting around being burned out waiting to get a call that you can go back on tour. It's like, okay, let's keep things going. Let's bring our friends on. Like, so, you know, mad respect to you ladies for doing something like that because this is like really important this time and like you know it's important for us as artists to go on these platforms and talk to you like you know i'm all about talking to everybody in these times you know who, whoever it may be because it's like you know i i don't think i'm any different than anybody else and it's like i'm you know i'll talk to anybody and i think it's important to get the message out wherever we can in any, any platform you know given in these times and like you know Positivity, uh, we need it. So put some kindness out into the world. For sure. Yeah. And speaking of which, um, 
been meaning to tell you, I have gotten so many com uh, comments about you at Six Flags and other places of anyone who has spoken to you saying you were the most down-to-earth famous person they have ever spoken to. <laughs> and you really are like I you. I don't, that, that's, that's really sweet to hear. And I don't, you know, you know, I'm, you know, just like you guys, I grew up in Long Island, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, I still see myself in my eyes as that kid playing in my parents' basement. I, I, I don't, you know, it's, I don't get wrapped up in, you know, in the, you know, Hollywoodness of, of all this. That's why I can enjoy living here, not having the real street smarts growing up real, you know, everybody's real, you know, like in, in New York, my friends will call me out in a second, my family. And, you know, to have that stability has been a really important thing um, in my life. But it's like, you know, that's why I go out and, you know, the most important thing I feel is like going out and doing these workshops for these kids and inspiring kids. Like I try to do at least one or two a year. And I thank God I got one in right before COVID hit. Literally, I was out and we take you know, we go to rad venues, skate parks, coffee shops, record shop, make these rad place for kids to come to. We let kid musicians have the stage open for us, young upcoming bands. I get up there, I'll play a mashups, medleys of stuff throughout my career, hang, do Q&A, give away cool stuff, um, do a long meet and greet, and then actually perform with the art, you know, the upcoming artists. Like I've got on morning big news shows with the upcoming drummer, you know, who's a little kid, you know, and it's like, it's, it's really important when when I have this many eyes on me to do something positive and give back. And I just want to inspire because I didn't have this stuff coming up. You know, everything was just like such a big dream, you know. And then when I would go to drum clinics, they were just like, it was rad to see these drummers that I idolized, but it was in like the most stale venue. They just went up there, played every lick they knew. They talked about technical shit and they were gone. You know, we wanted to change that game and make it a really fun place for kids and like just this community and all that. So, um, you know, it's just uh, never forget where you came from. Just stay real and just surround yourself with people that are going to keep it in check and not, you know, the phony baloney part of the music business that um, I laugh at, you know. So it's like, um, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so humble and, and so inspiring and um, inspiring us to all work harder and be better. And um on that note, where can we find all of your, where can everyone in the chat find all of your, your merch, your, your oh, music? Yeah. My, um, my solo record came out in September. It's called It's My War. It's on everything digital that you get your digital music. Um, and uh, merch is through Go Circus um, Apparel, um, which I didn't want to go through a traditional merch company. I wanted to make like rad quality, really good merch. So. I collaborated with a really boutique, amazing designer who makes all my personal clothes for me. Um, and the blood drums and street drum corps costumes and even your guys' new face masks and whatnot. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so that's that stuff's cool. And then I'm just, you can find me on all the socials under my name and, and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, Sum 41, obviously, that's everywhere as well. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge uh, Sum 41 fan. Um, so I'm really glad I got to we got to virtually meet you, but hopefully we all get to see you uh, one day. But, but in New York, uh, please hit me up and you guys come out and hang for sure. For sure. I was gonna say actually, um, one of the one show I went to was at the Crazy Donkey in that was here in Long Island. I play there in my cover band back when I was <laughs> cover. That's what I did out of high school. I was in cover bands, tore up and down the East Coast, and we used to play there all the time. Yeah, it was like the night before I went to see Anti-Flag Bouncing Souls. And then yeah. the next night was Sum 41. And I got destroyed by the audience at Sum 41 show. And I was like, I was more worried about the Anti-Flag Bouncing Like, <laughs> That was pretty brutal. We played, uh, <laughs> we played the Paramount in Huntington. That's an amazing venue, too. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really rad to play. Um, you know, to, to be that really close to, you know, where my family's from. So that was really cool to to do that. And then obviously every time we play New York's the best. We played Hammerstein Ballroom last fall. Um, and I Street Drum Corps played two nights there when we started on our first big tour. We played there two nights in a row with uh, the used 30 seconds to Mars, H2O and Glassjaw. What a night. That's a great bill. Yeah, we did two nights in a row, sold out. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, I hadn't been there since. So to, to play there last year was was amazing to, to, to be there. Um, yeah, it's always fun playing in New York um, on any tour. So, so hopefully soon, back at it. Yeah, hopefully we uh, yeah. get to all be back in a, either on the stage or in the audience and just uh, get back being sweaty out there together, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank well, you thank so you much. much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a have a good good week. And uh, yeah, send me send me um, send me your EP links because that was rad. What I heard on the intro, so whatever record that's on, send it to me. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Will do. Yeah, awesome. we have uh, two EPs out now on uh, Blackheart Records. Oh, and, uh, and we got uh, a new album done. So uh, hopefully uh, next year we can uh, get it out there to the to the world. <laughs> right. um, awesome. We'll kick ass and. Uh, you know, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome! Thank you so much, right, and thank, thank you, you, everyone. See you guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Music Monday Hangouts with Jackknife Stiletto. Be sure to subscribe and click that notification bell so you never miss out on future podcasts. If you'd like to support our band, please share this podcast and our music with your friends, and check out our merch store at jackknifestiletto.com/store. You can find all of our upcoming gigs and live streams on our website at jackknifestiletto.com slash tour. Thanks for listening. See you next week.